Hey friends, welcome back to the broadcast. I've got a question for you right off the bat. Yes, I'm going to make you think today. Is that all right with you? Here we go. When I say five loaves and two fishes, what comes to mind? Of course, you're thinking, that's a biblical story. But what route does your mind take? Five loaves and two fishes. We're going to find ourselves in the book of John, chapter number six, in just a moment. If you would, open up your Bibles, the book of John, chapter number six. We've been talking all this week about this topic, this theme, this thought. What's in a name? We talked yesterday about a nameless young girl, a maid in 2 Kings chapter number 5, and we're going to continue that discussion today, that thought, that idea of being nameless. Five loaves and two fishes. Hmm. Hopefully I've piqued your interest just a little bit. My name is Michael McCurry. It's such a joy to be speaking to you today on the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. No matter where you're listening to this from, if you're listening on a podcast channel, maybe Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google, Apple Podcasts, or maybe you're listening right now to your favorite local radio station. Regardless, let me say thank you very much. It really means a lot to me, the amount of support I hear from people all across this great country of ours and outside of America as well. I can't go very many places without hearing somebody tell me, hey, are, are you the guy on the radio? It plays at different times, of course, on different radio stations, but it always thrills my heart to hear people speak so kindly. It really is a blessing to know that there are hundreds and thousands of people listening right now. If you would, find your place in the book of John, chapter number 6. I'll begin reading in just a moment. Before I do, though, let me encourage you, if you don't already use gospel tracts, you should do so. I was in Lodi, California not too long ago. Took a West Coast swing not too long. It was maybe last month or thereabouts. And had the opportunity to visit my favorite taco truck. You say, hold up a moment, how many taco trucks do you go to? I I haven't been to that many, but this one is my favorite by far. Went to this taco truck a year ago when they opened for the first time. Was preaching for a great friend out in Lodi, California, Pastor Packard. If you're listening, I appreciate you. And somehow or another, we went to this taco truck. And oh man, the burritos were phenomenal. You say, you got burritos on the taco truck? Yes, you haven't had the burritos though. They're very good. And so I was asked to come out and preach a week of meetings out there. I did so, had a great time, and I went to the taco truck. Of course I did. It's a parked at a gas station right off the highway, and it's phenomenal. You say, I would never buy food. No, you should. You should live a little, live adventurously, try different things, and uh, I realize, though, I enjoy food, and so that's probably why I'm talking about it right now. All that to say, I'm waiting on our tacos, on our burritos. I'm standing there with Pastor, and we're talking about different things, and what did I have in my hand? Oh, of course, I probably had my phone in my hand. Uh, I had my wallet. I had some gospel tracks. You know, it would be a good thing. I've, I've thought about this before. It would be a good thing if the director of a gospel tract printing ministry, a ministry like Bible Tracks Incorporated per se, it would be a good thing if the director of that ministry carried gospel tracks with them, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. And so I had them. But let me also say this. It would be good if Christians like you 
and you and you and you if you carried gospel tracts with you. You know why? Because if you know Christ is your Savior, we should all endeavor to tell others about him too. Anyway, there I am standing at the taco truck, and there's a gentleman right over there. And he was waiting for his order. We had already ordered. We're standing there and talking. And jovial character, gentleman with a smile on his face. He was just waiting there. And somehow he got looped into our conversation. To be honest with you, I think we did it on purpose. Because we had a desire in the two or three minutes before he got his food. He was before us. We wanted to get him a gospel track. And so Pastor Packard and I were talking to him. And find out what he does. He sells farm equipment, tractors, things like that. Talked to him, enjoyed speaking to him for just a few moments. And then I had, right there, close at hand, a gospel tract. Now, you say, hold up, thank you, Brother Micah. Are you telling us this to pat yourself on the back? No, 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 no. What I'm doing is, endeavoring trying to do, is to encourage you and let you know how easy it is. I'll, I'll be honest Striking up conversation with, with people, I'm a little bit of an extrovert, probably on average, but striking conversations with random people waiting for my burritos is not the norm for me, necessarily. But can I tell you, there are times I have to tell myself to take a back seat, and I have to listen to the Holy Spirit when he says, you know what, you need to give a gospel track to that person. It's amazing. When I put myself in the back seat, he tells me that often. Tune in tomorrow. I have another track story, a dangerous track story you'll want to hear before we close out the week. But turn in your Bibles to the book of John, chapter 6. If you don't use gospel tracks, if you don't know what gospel tracks are, go to BibleTractsInc.org. That's Bible, B-I-B-L-E, Tracts, T-R-A-C-T-S, I-N-C, Inc., BibleTractsInc, I-N-C, dot org today. We would love to send you some. Did I mention they're free? Yes, they are. BibleTracksInc.org. John chapter number 6. Are you there, my friend? John chapter 6 says this. After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a great multitude followed him, because they saw his miracles which he did on them that were diseased. Verse number 3. And Jesus went up into a mountain, and there he sat with his disciples, And the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh, when Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him. He saith unto Philip, Whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? And this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred pennyworth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, There is a lad here, which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what are they among so many? Now, you probably know the remainder of this story. I'll clue you in if you're a little foggy. This is called the feeding of the 5,000. Now, we don't know precisely how many were actually there. In all likelihood, it was well in excess of 5,000. 5,000 was just the men that were there. This crowd very likely had men and women and children. And if we take today's averages, something close to maybe two children per family, they were probably closer to 20 
thousand, five thousand men, maybe about five thousand women, and probably ten thousand children. Think about that. Twenty thousand people spread out over the hillside, and they were hungry. You know, I, I didn't realize that my introduction today involved a taco truck and talking about food and all those those things. That was a little apropos, but it also makes my tummy rumble a little bit. Well, let's stop thinking about food, and at least unless it applies to this story here for just a moment so we don't get too distracted, but think about all those people. Think about them being hungry. They're so anxious to hear Jesus. They've forgotten. They've forgotten that their stomachs are going to begin speaking to them very soon. But Jesus, imagine this kind of leader. Imagine this kind of counselor, this kind of teacher, one that not only sees his people where they are, but also sees where they will be. He saw into the very near future and realized all these people are going to be hungry. He asked the disciple, how are we going to feed all these people? And already they begin to doubt. We had a bunch of money. We still couldn't feed all these people. And Jesus said it just to prove them. He knew what he was going to do. Jesus is really good at asking questions when he already knows the answer, right? What are we going to do? How will we feed them? Well, there's a little lad here, verse 9, which hath five barley loaves. Andrew's doing the introduction. Two small fishes, but what are they among so many? Well, let me tell you what they were. We talked yesterday about a nameless maid with a message, right? Today, we have a nameless lad with a lunch. Yesterday, we talked about a maid that pointed the way to hope. Today, we talk about a nameless lad who provided all that he had. He gave it all. May I say this by way of application in the limited time we have left? If you won't give God what you have, you won't give him what you don't have. What are you talking about? Well, we like to make all kinds of promises with God, don't we? We like to tell God, you know, if you give me X, Y, and Z, maybe if you give me God a better job, you give me better finances, you, you give me a little more stable situation, if you answer this prayer, then I'll give you out of my excess. But it's amazing how our standard of living always rises with an increase in wages, doesn't it? It's amazing how we won't give God what we do have, but we promise, we promise, I pinky promise, God, I'll give you what I don't yet have. Friend, that's not how it works. You see, this little lad with a lunch, he was willing to give God everything he had, and he didn't know he was going to get far more back. He didn't know that he would be recorded for all eternity as that little lad that gave his five loaves and two fishes. He didn't know that he would be going home with 12 baskets full. He didn't know all of those things. He didn't know he would remember be remembered for all posterity as the little boy. Was that little boy different than everyone else? Was he not going to be hungry in a few minutes? The only little boy that we have recorded that his mom thought ahead. It's a good thing his dad was a reasonable fisherman because at least he had two small fishes. If I had been the one fishing, he would have had just had five loaves because my wife can bake. He, he would have had the five loaves and no fishes, but thankfully his dad caught some fish, five loaves and two fishes, and that's it. But he gave it all. He gave it all. Friend, in this 
modern world we live, we're so materialistic, aren't we? We're so eager. We're so desirous of adding to our savings accounts and checking accounts and more credit cards and nicer cars and bigger homes. And But are we willing to give it all? I don't know what all means to you. But could I hazard a guess that everyone under the sound of my voice could give more than they already do? I'm not even talking financially. I haven't mentioned donating to Bible tracts today. I don't care. I don't need your money, money and neither does God. He wants your heart. If he has your heart, he's already got your finances. Thank you for listening. We finish out the week tomorrow with a dangerous track story. Have a great day for his glory. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Track Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.